Believe it or not, your website is one of the single most important assets in your business. It is your digital storefront and it is the first impression that most people will often have of your business. So it's important to make sure it's great. So let's do that right now. It's time to become the overdog. All you dog businesses, get ready to level up. This is the Overdog Podcast. All right. How you doing? It is your buddy Fern here. I'm back for another episode. I was away for a couple weeks because I attended the Pet Boarding and Daycare Expo. As you, If you've been listening to these, you know I was super excited to go there and it did not disappoint. It was just so awesome to see you guys in person, to see your faces, to be able to speak in, in flesh, to share some of the things that I've uh, learned along, along the way here. And I met so many great people and it was just awesome. And I can't wait to do it again. I'm uh, very excited to be back speaking in person. It's been a long time. But thank you guys for everyone who came out and attended my seminars, uh, met me at the bar or uh, hang out, hung out with me for dinner or whatever, or just saw me there. It was uh, it was totally my pleasure and I was just so grateful that you guys spent that time with me. So thank you so much. Now getting back into the podcast, I wanted to talk to you today about your website. I've been doing a lot of website redesigns lately for clients and it is something that I think you really want to put some thought into because it's important because as I mentioned in the intro, it is the first impression that people are going to have with your business online and you want to make sure that your website is giving the impression that you want to project and that it is actually helping people find you and convert them into sales, all right? It's great that they go to your website, but your website has to be a place that's designed to lead them down your sales funnel to convert them to just viewers into actual paying customers. There are specific things that you should and shouldn't do on your website. In this episode, I'm going to give you nine things that your website needs to have in order to be functioning properly and actually doing what you want it to do. All right, so let's just get right into it with number one. The first thing your website needs to do is it needs to be fully responsive. All right, now what that means, it has to look really, really good on mobile devices. Fully responsive means that it adapts to whatever the platform, uh, whatever the device the person is viewing it on. So if it's on a phone, it'll optimize it to give the person the best experience on a phone. If it's on a tablet, it'll move things around a little bit to make sure they get the best experience on the tablet. And of course, when they're on a desktop, it's going to expand everything perfectly to make sure it looks great. Now, you may have some features on the desktop that you might not have on a phone. All right, when I'm designing websites, one of the most common things are uh, sliders. You know, if you have these big banner sliders, they don't really translate well on a mobile device. So I'll make sure that those are disabled on a mobile and I'll put a big hero image on a mobile device, always making sure that the user has the best possible experience. You don't want people to be frustrated. You don't want them to have to like, 
pinch and you know blow up things it should be effortless all right because they don't want to do work and if you make them do work they are leaving all right they're not going to hang out for that and it's not going to give them the impression that you want you want to make you want to make it seem like you're a business that's easy to do business with all right so it all starts with making sure your website is fully responsive now if you've you had like a website builder in the past, like it's a little outdated, you know, you can kind of just click a button to make it mobile friendly. That's different than responsive, all right? And look at your site on different devices and make sure that it looks good, that the experience is optimal on, because it's going to be a little different on every device. So you want to make sure that it's actually kind of a good experience everywhere. But that's the big one, because I got to tell you, um, we're in a mobile society here that actually most of your web searches are going to or most of your interaction with your website is going to happen on a mobile device so you want to design mobile first all right so when i'm designing websites i'm making sure above anything it's got to look great on a phone because that's where most people are going to be all right a lot of people make the mistake of designing on a desktop and not thinking about the mobile until it's way late <laughs> so you're always thinking mobile first google has decided that if your website is not fully responsive it just won't show you in google search results so that's why it's so important in this day and age to have a fully responsive mobile optimized website all right that's number one number two is make sure that design is updated all right you need to have an updated design i look at some websites and it's very obvious that it was designed a decade ago all right design trends change okay uh, we used to do a lot of things back then that we don't do now, all right? So we want to make sure that your website looks like it was built, you know, in the last 10 years. So make sure your design is updated with current trends. I usually say you should probably redesign your site at least every 10 years, but maybe even sooner, five years probably, just to make sure that it is looking good with all of the other websites out there. Because you got to remember, people are comparing your site to not only other dog daycare businesses but to websites of all industries so you're competing with all of them all right so it's important that your site look on par with the rest of them with all of them and the entire internet all right i know that's a lot to to think about but you know when they go from one side to the other they're always making internal comparisons whether they want to or not it's just the nature of human beings so make sure you have an updated design because if you have an outdated website, it seems like your business is outdated as well. All right. People want the upcoming latest and greatest. They don't want yesterday's stuff. So make sure you are working with a site that really looks good for the times that we're in. Okay. Number three is your website needs to be simple. All right. Simplicity is your friend so many especially if you have a business that offers a lot of different services and has a lot of different things the tendency is to throw everything out there and it can be very overwhelming and kind of confuse the viewer so simplicity is what you want to go for it's not what you can add it's usually about what you can take away you don't need a lot of stuff in there all right people are not going to read your website like a book all right they're going to look for the information that they're coming there for and get the hell out of there so you want to give them just what they're looking for and nothing else extra all right so look for simplicity the way you can do that is with white space all right 
it shouldn't look like a crowded department store, okay? It should have a lot of space. Think of Apple. Like, go look at Apple's website. You will see tons of white, all right? They keep things very simple. It's easy on the eye, and it's very easy for your eye to travel in a specific path. And that's what you want. You want, you want them to take a specific path on your website. So you're leading them where you want to go. And if it's too busy, they're confused and they don't know where their eye should travel next. They don't know the next direction that they should be taking. So try to keep everything as simple as possible. Uh, use a lot of contrast. I like using contrasting colors. So you have a dark and a light. Um, one little tip is don't use a lot of reverse type. That is a dark background with white or light type. You can do that here or there, but the main body of your website should not be like that. And the reason is it's a little bit harder on the eyes, a little bit harder to read, and people are going to, you're going to lose people. They're going to get some fatigue, especially if you have large blocks of copy, all right? You don't want to do that. Typically, the best is to stay with a light background and then use a darker type on top of that. As far as your tabs go in your menu, try to minimize it to five or less. All right, you can have sub tabs underneath of those, but again, the more choices you give people, the less likely they will make a decision. There's tons of research and study on this that if you give people too many choices, they will choose to do nothing. So you wanna limit the choices so that it's very easy for someone to make a decision and they don't have to put that much like mental bandwidth on deciding where they should go next. So try no more than five tabs at the top, and then if you want to have submenus under that, that would be fine, just not too many. You don't need, you know, 20 tabs up there, okay? You don't need it. That's too much stuff. Simplify, all right? Always look, way, look for ways that you can simplify. It's not about adding more. It's about how you can say more with less, if that makes sense. Number four is social proof. You need social proof is very powerful and you need it on your website. Okay, basically, social proof is other people saying you're awesome so that people believe it. All right, the more people give you a thumbs up, the more people are likely to think that you're actually pretty good. So, how do we do social proof? Testimonials, reviews are a great way to do that. Now, a lot of people on their websites I see will have like a testimonial page. Although that's okay, I don't like to do it that way. Because remember, why are people coming to your site? They're not coming typically to look for reviews. That's an afterthought. So they're probably not going to directly go to that page. And if you install Google Analytics on your website, which I highly recommend you do, you can go in and you can see where people are going on your website. And if you do that, I think you will see a ghost town on the testimonials page. All right, People are not spending a lot of time there. But we want them to see those reviews. All those reviews, people telling, saying, other people saying you're great, make it more likely that people will be swayed to thinking that they're right. Okay, the more people say you're great, the more they start to believe that everyone is right. So what I like to do is not have a separate testimonial page. I like to pepper the testimonials and reviews within the site itself. So you have a couple on each page strategically placed. The other thing I like to do is put a special widget in that I have using the Overdog software that pulls all your high star, five star Google reviews and puts them in a little window onto your website. I like putting that near the pricing because this is a great way to justify a higher price point. So when people get to the price and like, wow, that's kind of high, but then they see the widget dynamically updated, which means as someone leaves new reviews, it 
just filters them right into the site, they can see that, wow, 80 people gave you a five-star review. You've got to be, I guess you're worth it. You know, you're a little more expensive, but you're worth it. Look at all these people that are happy customers. So that's how I like to use uh, testimonials and reviews within the site. Another way of social proof could be any awards you have. You know, maybe you're uh, best in your county. You know, you were voted best in your county or whatever it is. Um, you can put those in. I typically don't like those on the homepage. Those are great for like an about page. Because uh, again, why are people coming to your site? They're not looking for that. That's just the uh, kind of bonus stuff that they should almost not even notice that's there. But just giving that social proof along the way as they navigate your pages looking to get their questions answered. But it's not why. They're, it's not something they're actively looking for typically. Okay, that's social proof. So we did the first four. Let's hit number five. Number five your website needs to have real pictures from your actual location, okay? I see a lot of, this is like franchises are the worst at this. They just, because they have some big corporate marketing company make all their websites and they're all the same and they have all the same stock photos and they look exactly like stock photos, okay? We don't want to do that. It should have individual pictures of each individual location there where people are going to be bringing their dogs, this makes a connection, okay? People know a stock photo when they see it, and there's nothing wrong with using stock photos. I use it often, a lot of the websites that I design, but it can't be the only thing there. People want to picture their dog in your facility. They can only do that if they're seeing actual pictures. Now, that doesn't mean you have to go and hire a professional photographer, although that's awesome. You can use an iPhone, you know, or, or a cell phone. You know, they take pretty good pictures. You just got to make sure the lighting is right and uh, there, there's ways to take a good picture with a, with a cell phone, all right? Just make sure the lighting is good. You don't have too much blurred movement or anything. Uh, but you could take some good pictures just with your phone. One thing I recommend is don't take a picture from our eye level looking down. Take a lot of some pictures from the dog's eye level, all right? That's much more interesting, uh, and a more interesting perspective. So make sure there's some real pictures in there uh, that show your facility and dogs doing their thing as well as if you're going to have stock photos. All right, moving along. Number six is make it easy for customers to communicate with you. All right. Um, sometimes uh, I see websites and I'm like, how do I, where, where do I contact them, you know? And you just want to make it as easy. You want to remove all the friction from them to you. Because if they have a question, you want them to be able to get answered right away. So how can we do this? Definitely keeping your contact information either way at the top or in the footer. Having a contact page is also great. But my favorite way is to have web chat. So the Overdog platform, as well as other some others out there, they will allow you to put a little web chat widget where people can chat. All right. And whenever I have a client, just throwing that chat on the website greatly increases the amount of inquiries they receive because people, they're busy, they're doing other things. They may not take the time to pick up the phone and call you or to write out an email. That's a little bit more of a commitment, but they'll text you real quick. And that's what a chat widget does. It allows them to text you real quick and ask a quick question. So they can do it anywhere, whatever they're doing, and they can do it very quickly. And that's the key. You want to make it easy for them to communicate with you. So if you have this widget set up that they can then basically chat with you and it's not live chat. It's not like you have to be available or have an operator there. Basically, they fill out the little, they 
type in the chat widget and you have an automated response that says, thanks so much, I'm gonna get back to you as soon as I can. And then you get an alert saying, hey, someone texted you so that you can go in there and get back to them real quick, okay? The more, like we, we live, number one, in a tech society, and we also live in a society where we expect like immediate feedback, all right? Technology has done that, so why not use the technology to leverage that? So we wanna make sure that we're making it easy for people and we're getting back to them in a timely way. So that's what putting the widget and having the alerts go to you so that you can do that. And if you do that, you will convert more of these people into customers. All right, we are on number seven, and that is easy to find pricing, all right? I find people are often nervous about putting their pricing right up in front. They like kind of hide it, they minimize it because they're afraid people are gonna be scared by the price. Let me tell you, if you, if people are scared by your price, you don't want them as customers because they're not right for you, okay? Your price point is the first way to weed out people that are not your ideal customer because if they can't afford you, if they're gonna always be nickel and diming you and uh, arguing over the price, they're gonna be a pain in the butt and they really aren't the right customer for you. So having your prices, because that's what people are asking for, by the way, you know, again, our website is supposed to answer their questions quickly. They're asking how much is this gonna cost for me? The rest of your website is designed to justify that expense. That's why the reviews, the social proof is there. Um, having all these great pictures are justifying why this, this expense is, is valid, you know, and relevant. So make sure you put your pricing prominently and it's easy to see, it's easy to find, it's easy to understand. They can understand how you do it, whether it's packages or one-offs or a membership. Uh, they need to know the options and it has to be very, very clear. All right, moving on. Number eight is you need to include information about you personally. All right, now this is something a lot of people shy away from. Because, you know, this isn't about me. This is about my business. I want to showcase them. I don't want to be like the spokesperson for my business, but that is a mistake. You need to be the spokesperson for your business. You are your business, and people do not do business with businesses. They do business with people. You want them to feel comfortable leaving their little fur baby with you, okay? They're not going to feel, they're going to feel way more comfortable giving it to John the owner of the company than to XYZ daycare, all right? Yes, they're pretty much doing the same thing, but if they know that you are behind it and they know who you are and they get to understand why you did this, why you started this, why you're in business, they're gonna feel more comfortable. So I think every business should have an about page and I encourage you to put your picture on there, all right? Put pictures of your staff if you can, they want to see who is going to be working with my dog. They want to picture that person hanging out in the pack with their dog. The more they can visualize this, the more they create an emotional attachment, which is way stronger and, may, and is leading them down the buying process. You know, So um, put a little blurb about your mission, why you started this business, why you are so uh, passionate about taking care of other people's dogs. You can, on the about page, you can list a little bit about your company's, uh, like, you know, uh, you know, strong points of what, you know, you, your pillars kind of, of what you believe in. Because uh, all this stuff is going to continually reassure people that this is the right place for me and my dog. Look how, Look at, look at these people. Look at these smiling faces that are going to be with my dog. They don't want to be with a faceless corporate entity. 
okay? That's not where you're gonna give your kids or your dog. So I really encourage you to have that about page and make sure you put your photo in there with a the dog, happy, smiling. You can put your staff in there, that's awesome too. All right, number nine, all right, is relevance, okay? Your website needs to be relevant. And what that means, and I kind of alluded to this a little earlier, it needs to answer the questions on your prospect's mind. Why are they coming to your website? You've got to get out of your head and into their head. What are they looking for? So as soon as they get to the homepage, you want to think how quickly are those answers coming to them. Okay, so if they're, if they're asking what services do you provide, I shouldn't have to click five times to figure that out. I should be able to get to it right on the homepage. Okay, what are your services? That's why on the homepage I like to often say, here's what we do. Boarding, daycare, grooming. And you can click each of these buttons and go to those pages. They're getting there quickly because you have a limited time with them. All right, it's very fleeting before they're going to click away. So you want to try to get them as deep into your website as possible. And, um, you know, I mentioned this earlier, you want to be leading them where you want them to go. So if I know I want to get them into being daycare customers, I got to make sure I have those services listed on the front. They go to the daycare page, and then it's going to explain exactly the process of what it's like in daycare. And it's going to have your pricing and your structured and talk about how you do it. And I'm just going to kind of lead them down to, okay, call us right now or book online or whatever you want them to do. But you got to have a plan for them, all right? You got to think, where do I want them to go and leave them these little breadcrumbs to get them there? But you want to make sure, you know, and the websites have what's called a bounce rate, which means when someone gets to it, how quickly they leave, all right? If you have a high bounce rate, it means you're they're coming to your site, but it's not what they thought it was. So you want to make sure when you're, you know, doing your organic keyword um, you know, your search engine optimization, you're using relevant keywords so that people coming to your site are going to the right place and that those people that are coming, you're actually answering their questions as soon as possible so they are, you know, sticking on your site a little bit longer and you got to have relevant information for them so that they'll stick around more and the more they stick around your site, the more they get warmed up to you and your company and the more likely they're going to become a buyer. All right, so let me go through those nine real quick one more time. Number one, it should be fully responsive, meaning mobile optimized. It should be an updated design. It should be simple. It should have social proof. It should have real pictures of your facility. It should have an easy way for your customers to communicate with you. It should have easy to find pricing. It should have information about you and it should be relevant to what they're looking for. All right, those are the nine tips I have for you, nine things your website needs to have in order to be functioning properly and actually working for you and not against you. If you need help with a website and you would like improvements on this stuff, I'm happy to work with you. Just reach out to me at fern at overdogdigital.com. We can set up a time to talk, and I can take a look at what you got and what you want to do, and then tell you uh, how uh, we can work together, all right? So just let me know if that's something that you're interested in. Either way, just remember you know your website is important, okay? And it's something that can help you or hurt you depending upon how it's set up, all right? All right, it's good to be back on the podcast. Good to be with you again. Uh, Go out there and have a great week, and I'll see you again next week. All right, take care.
If you'd like some help with your own digital marketing efforts, just reach out to me at overdogdigital.com forward slash contact and we can schedule time where we can get together, chat, and see if I would be a good fit to help you out.